The Mercs are looking like contenders for 2023. Norris flirts with Red Bull. Vettel is peddling pictures. And Max ghosts Sky Sports. Let's jump the start. What's up, everybody? Welcome in Jump to Start Racing podcast. My name is Wellington. I'm here as always with Ruben. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Why are you laughing? No, as always. As always. Yeah. Yancy? Hi. Always cheerful. Yes, Guys, sir. on today's episode, we will be discussing the Brazilian Grand Prix. A quick preview. We'll also be talking about some news. Red Bull versus Sky Sports continues on. Is Hamilton <laughs> staying or leaving? Is Mercedes a serious contender next year, etc.? cetera? Uh, before we get into it, I want to make sure you guys uh, are aware. Our social media, at Jump to Start F1, Instagram and Twitter, at, at Jump to Start F1. Just want to make sure to get it out there again. And we are on all your favorite podcast platforms. That's what you're listening to us on right now. Make sure to leave a review. And on our socials, like, comment, subscribe, etc. Yes, sir. Ruben, how was your weekend, my man? It's too short. Yeah. yeah Especially this weekend. How about yourself? Relaxing weekend. Relaxing. Yeah. Wow. Why relaxing? I worked and I slept. That's relaxing to me. You sound like uh, Tyrion Lannister. I, yeah. I work and I slept. I work. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> All right. So let's jump into it. The news. So we failed to mention it last time, but uh, it, it's a small story, but. The entirety of the Red Bull team versus Sky Sports, most notably Ted Kravitz, who during one of his notebook sessions said that Mercedes was robbed of a championship last year, of the Drivers' Championship. And that that was the straw that broke the camel's back uh, for Red Bull and for Max Verstappen, and they decided to boycott for one weekend for the Mexican Grand Prix weekend. Sky Sports, they did not grant them any interviews, ignored them, gave them the cold shoulder. But now they seem to be putting it past past them, so putting it behind them, I guess, as they are ending the, the Sky Sports boycott ahead of the Brazilian Grand Prix and things will be back to normal. What are your thoughts on the original boycott since we didn't really talk about it last week? And what are your thoughts on getting behind it now? Sorry, it's stupid. It is dumb because it's only for a weekend. I think you'd make more of an impact if it's you know maybe the rest of the year, um, half a year, half a year. But what for three days? You just don't talk three to days. Sky Sports. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure Sky Sports wanted to resolve it too. Yeah, they did. But so here's my thing: Why would after the whole season where everybody has been saying that Mercedes was robbed? And that it was a sham championship and et cetera, et cetera. Why choose until like the last four races to find, hey, you know what? That's it. I can't take it anymore. Uh, did Ted say that exactly or did he just say that's what people are saying? I, I, I was in a video. I, I'm, now I'm curious to watch the video after I read the, the news article. Because, I mean, they here's the thing. Uh, watching Sky Sports coverage, they tend to cover themselves up by saying, oh, somebody alluded 
that this was happening or this is what people are talking about, you know. And obviously, they'll talk about things on Twitter and social media and a lot of crazy stuff is said, being said or is said on social media. Um, and obviously, an outlet like Sky Sports F1, which is probably what they're the biggest platform that f1 is on you know getting out to the world um starts echoing things like this that's when it's you know people start taking it seriously so i get why they're upset but at the same time um as like wellington mentioned this has been the narrative the entire year there is a good amount of people or the and good amount of people in the f1 community that feel that way um to bring it up now I guess what because he's the champion again and he got pissed off like I don't I, I don't get it and if you're really going to take it that far I think it has to be for more than a weekend I think Max just wants somebody to put respect on his name That's it I mean but why why obviously you're you know you feel bad why not put Kravis to the side and talk to him you know why boycott please cuz boycotting and then Sky Sports following suit is like telling your one of your more I would say entertaining analysts that you have on on the air, like putting a muscle on him, and that's that's tricky for me to you know. Cause I'm with that 100. percent And then you know, Ted's notebook. After you watch a two hour race, you watch a maybe 45 minutes to like an hour after race thing, right? And then Ted's notebooks come on, and they're super entertaining because he goes pretty much walks the whole paddock talking about every team and things that that we saw, things that we didn't see, yeah. things that are being alluded to and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and. They're entertaining, but why would you put a muscle on? Maybe, yeah, yeah. Rebel wants to change the narrative, but maybe also now Ted is on the same, gonna use more of that language against you. Said, oh, somebody's alluding to this. I heard coming down the grapevine this. Some of my sources are telling me this. But maybe instead of saying that the Mercedes was robbed, say that because of human error, because that's pretty much what the FIA put it onto. <laughs> I would have doubled down. If I'm Sky Sports, I would have doubled down. Right? I said, yeah, you know what? That's what we feel like. And guess what? You guys also breached the cost, the cost cap. So it just leads me to further say that they were robbed. So They can't do that, though. They can't. Because that's they, the- carry, they carry F1. Like, we watch the Sky Sports speed on ESPN. I get yep, you. Yep. But the, the, only, the reason why they're allowed that, remember, is F1 that sells that privilege to, to Sky Sports F1. And... It's up to, uh, you know, you have contract <laughs> negotiations coming up afterwards. There's a lot of people vying for those TV rights. A lot of people, including now that F1 has their own F1 TV programming. So they have to play nice with all the teams and FOM, meaning Sky Sports. They have to. It's just, that's the way of business. You just can't shun people and double down on things and then piss the wrong people off. Well, they're shunning themselves. What happened? They're they're shunning themselves. They're the ones. They're the ones that provoking it because they would have. If they would not said nothing, well, Tesla would keep going with stuff and no problem. No, but it was exactly. exactly. No, but it was. But it wasn't. What's that line? No, it doesn't. But it doesn't matter. He was just. He was probably just alluding to it. But at the same time, if you piss off the world champion and the world champions at this point, especially when you're trying to vie for the next five years for the TV rights doesn't look good on you as a as an organization meaning sky sports so you don't think right now there's some news outlets that some things don't speak to of course of course okay None but the sky sports is the biggest one and right now they have a cash cow in just the fact that they're able 
to televise F1. But at the same time, Formula One management could go to anywhere else and ha- and give their TV rights. I don't know. To it, anybody. It's to the highest but, bidder. Yep. Well, Sky Sports going. is going to be the highest bidder. I'm not going to be like, oh, you know what? Because Red Bull. Yeah, but, that's but, telling every other team to take less money because Red Bull's feelings are hurt. You can't really. I don't know. But it's to the highest bidder. and the, but there, But at the same time, there's also stipulations. You're not going to go to somebody well, not, who's shitting on you all. They're not bashing F1. They're just saying what everybody knows. But that's what they that's what that's what Red Bull seen. Red Bull is taking it as they're bashing Red Bull. <laughs> and they're bashing the world champions. I don't know. It's yeah, just, I don't know cuz I feel like it just kind of I guess you can't really criticize anybody at this point, right? Yeah, no, no, But yeah. that's, you know, that's that's the, name that's of the, the game. culture yeah. now. Unfortunately, that's What did you just call me? No. <laughs> yep, exactly. That's the Why are you looking at me I like think, that? Yeah. I honestly think it's stupid that Red Bull's even up in arms about it, but <laughs> right? Yeah, it's, it's just, just dumb. Get but out of here. I I'm I'm just looking at that at, at from Sky Sports point of view and you can see why they want to make amends with all the teams and FOM. But it's just dumb. It's just coverage. And this is what people are talking about. At the end of the day, what drives all the drama and all the intrigue. Was that a pun? That was a good one, by the way. What drives? I I didn't mean to that, but you know what? I'll take credit. <laughs> own it. Yeah, I'm going to own that one. But it, but it, that's what it is. It drives the, the further intrigue just the same way that the reason why Formula One became so popular in the United States is because of the drama, that drive to survive just makes up out of nowhere. And that drama, honestly, that drama already exists in the F1 paddock. It's just exacerbated by the drive to survive and the way they produce that show. Mm -hmm. But that drama is already there. That drama was what drove us to love F1 even before drive to survive. See, it drove us to it. It drove us to it, This guy, he's a pun machine. <laughs> he's a pun machine. Yes, I'm going to ask you to take a quick pit stop. Okay. Um, damn, you didn't like that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of people that were robbed. Wow. There's still stories that are coming out about Hamilton either staying or leaving, etc. He still hasn't fully made up his mind. Uh, George Russell came out and said he's driving better than ever. Russell on the prospect of Hamilton signing his new Mercedes deal. Uh Ricardo comes out. Daniel Ricardo comes out insisting the new Hamilton contract won't affect his F1 future as he aims to come back with a vengeance, etc. That's, you know, he wanted to, you know, he wanted to kind of line up a shot at that Mercedes seat. And there's also, you know, the talks about Mercedes will wait for the F1 quiet time in the winter to sort out a new Hamilton deal. So what what is the deal, Ruben, since you're the resident Lewis Hamilton expert what is what is really the deal what <laughs> what is really the deal i think like every time because remember he's been on a one-year deal for the last couple of years and they always do it over the winter break or you know that's true yeah. so it's it's just the same the same no the no same. the last one he signed was two years he signed last but prior to that was one year one year yeah, yeah. so he's just he's showing now the team the team has is giving him a better car he's showing the team hey i still could do this we had a crappy card. I became, I would say, maybe a little angry because we had a crappy card, but it's because I'm here to break records. I am still want to do my thing. And he's showing he's, he still has the, you know, the the energy and the, how do you say, the, the eagerness. Of, I don't know. Of desire, desire. Desire. There you go. The perfect word. Desire to keep winning and keep racing. And he's showing it, you know, with his drive mm. as, as the card gets better. So I, I don't see why 
Mercedes will not give him at least two years. They'll do whatever he wants. Yeah, absolutely. He's a world. Cha- he's a seven-time world champion. He's yeah. still driving like a world champion. And considering how how his season's gone and the way he's finishing off, look, look at the way he finished. And he's off. inspired now too. And look at the way he finished off last season. He was losing in the championship and should have won it. Another, another thing. Okay, Ted, go ahead. Should have won it. <laughs> Where's your notebook, Yancy? <laughs> no, but I mean, at the end of the day, right? He started out slow. I, it, I'll, I'll call it the hangover of everything that transpired at the end of the last season. Started out slow. He took on the uh, the second driver, like the the stripe. He wanted to make a change. All of a sudden, Russell comes out and he's killing it. But now he's he's back in form, right? He's he's got his head back in the game. Uh, he's been driving well all season. Uh, no, no, he hasn't. He's been driving well after the summer break. He, yes, he's he's uh, doing what he usually does. Which I is, think, which is, he starts off slow and just comes on strong. And after the summer break, the dude just kills it. And if he had a winning car, he'd be probably winning a ton of races, just like Max is doing. It's Lewis Hamilton. It's typical Lewis Hamilton. Um, he hasn't lost it. He knows. No, no, something's think, going on at Mercedes, man. He I think knows. the the that's the, the, the reason why he wants. To resign for multiple years, he knows something's up. I think the the beginning of the year, the way the car looked, was definitely very discouraging to him. You know, like I just came off of this thing a couple of months ago where, where I was robbed, and now I come here and I got this crappy car. Dude, Max is not going to let us interview him. I'm if sorry, you guys, keep it up, please. So I could just come off of this drama from last year, and Thank I come you. up to this to face all these questions at the beginning of the year, Thank you. and I got a crappy ass car. Mm. That I could barely make just, a turn in it. Just say. What? Say what happened. So the car, after the summer break, that's when pretty much the purpose was almost fully gone. And he got informed. So he was robbed. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> um, Again, no. So what do you guys think of, so Daniel Ricardo, there was the, the article saying he wants to line up that 2024 drive, not next year. And that he's eyeing the opportunity to be a Mercedes test driver. Or how about this? Mercedes power unit test driver. The new one. They're the breeze is gone. Somebody as high quality, at, well, as high uh, notoriety or as high profile. I think That's he what just I'm wants for. to be uh, represented by Total Wolf. Would, would he take on that project, though? Ricardo's pretty old. You've not seen, I don't know. I think that's a good idea, but I'd pay you. No, I think it's a... If, if, if Total Wolf gets him a seat, he's definitely going to make some money off of that. Yeah, of course. So, I mean... And, and also... And on top of that, it gives him an experience at a championship-winning team. And they also... And that'll be two championship-winning teams that he that he's driven for, meaning Red Bull and Mercedes. Renault doesn't count? Well, they haven't won a championship recently, buddy. Gotcha. Okay. But they're still champions. Yeah. Okay. No, but I'm saying with the Ricardo and the, the thing Total Wolf, you said just... Me, like, just came into my head saying, but now you're not bringing a young driver where you have to constantly, you know, keep throwing money into it because it's a young driver, so he mm-hmm. needs... Because he's he's not giving you... He's giving you... You know, when you bring such a young driver from, like, F2, he's never driven a, officially for week after week on an F1 car. So now you bring a guy like Ricardo, so a third driver, he's going to give you, I would say, maybe a, a little more of a true analysis of what's going on. 
He can't even do that for McLaren. Wow. That's, that's some, McLaren is just, just McLaren went such a different route. All right, let's 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 clear something. What? Here we go. Okay. Why are you telling me to shut up? <laughs> <laughs> you were just robbed of the opportunity. Yep. There you go. <laughs> let's clear something. Ricardo, and I mentioned this last week. Daniel Ricardo is not driving well because that car does not suit him. He is not the type of driver he has shown this year or the past two years, I would say. He's not the type of driver. We all thought that he would be the type of driver that can go in any car and make it quick. Because he's done it at Red Bull and he did it at um, at Renault. But he hasn't been able to do it at McLaren. The car does not suit him. He He's, he's a driver that plays with the brakes. Last of the late breakers, great overtaker. But he has to have the confidence in the car. Mm-hmm. Alonso can do that. Hamilton can do that. Leclerc can do that. Russell can do that. Max Verstappen can do that. Those are the drivers that I think you can put in any car will be quick right off the bat. I thought Ricardo was that. He's not that. He's shown that. If you put Ricardo in the right situation with the right car, he can be quick. Same with Sebastian Vettel. Sebastian Vettel is a four-time world champion, great driver, but the car must suit him. Mm-hmm. But he's not one that's going to be super quick in just any car. That's what Daniel. That's what Daniel Ricciardo is. He's that type of driver. He can win a championship if given the right situation, but he's not going to be. He's not going to be thrown into any situation that like you throw a Lewis Hamilton in and win a championship. Yeah, and that is the problem with Ricciardo. Ricciardo has not lost. We saw, we see glimpses of it. If the if he has confidence in that car, and he mentioned in Mexico, we mentioned in Mexico, he mentioned in Mexico that he could see that he can lean on the car, and we saw how great mm-hmm. he drove. Mm-hmm. If you give him the right car, he can overtake and win races and score points for you. But the McLaren situation is not for him. Yeah, the car and, is just not. And being honestly, it's just that. Him. He just ran out of seats at this point. That's why he's not on the grid next year. But if you give him the right situation, he'll drive the hell out of that car. No, 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 no. And be super entertaining doing it as well. And also his his ability to you know to score points didn't help him either. Yeah. Because I think the McLaren car was just not it's not being built towards his driving style. It's just they're just putting all the resources towards Norris. Yeah. Well, exactly. And now it They don't see Ricardo as a future. Now we now, now we will I mean, and I don't know. If you ever put Norris in another car, see how good he'll drive. We'll talk about that in a yeah. few. Mm-hmm. We don't. So, just one quick note. Danny Ricardo was here in New York this weekend. He had was a, he? Yeah, he, he was at the Jets-Bills game. Because he's a big Bills fan. Is he? Yeah, yeah. How is that? Since when? He's been saying since that for a while. He said he, he's even part of, he's a member of the Bills Mafia. Get out of here. Yeah, 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 dude. Since like two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I think he just likes people throwing themselves through tables and stuff. Yeah, it's man. entertaining. It looks like fun. But that would explain, since he was there, that would explain why the Bills lost. Wow. <laughs> Boom. The Jets won again. Dude, the Jets, man, Sauce Gardner is What's the truth. What's going huh? on in here? No, 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 Giants. But uh, Giants are gonna fall off. But like, it's it's nice to see the New York football. But that was a big win yesterday, though, for them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we just talked a lot about Lewis Hamilton. So on the other side of that coin, Mercedes can now see a clear route back to scoring pole positions and race wins in Formula One. 
So there's a lot of talk. But here we go. Yes, she's <laughs> already. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. No, you played yourself. No, no, no. Return of the Empire. There you go. <laughs> was that what? That was Imperial March. Imperial March. That's what I want. Imperial March. Okay. That's what I want. Return of the Empire. Is that what it's called? Imperial March? Yes. So. Actually, I should walk down the street with that blaring. That's <laughs> so cool. people already think you're weird. They're going to know you're weird. <laughs> Especially if it's not Comic-Con. <laughs> yeah. Where you going? I went to Comic-Con. Okay. <laughs> we understand now. <laughs> so my buddy, Andrew Shovlin, uh, Ruben's favorite YouTuber, we're honest with ourselves. We didn't do anything like a good enough job. And Ferrari did a much better job. And Red Bull did a much better job than that. But where I think we have worked well is to understand what went wrong to try and recover some of that ground. The position we were in maybe in the first third of the year, we were firmly in the mid-pack. We were getting beaten by cars that six months ago we were lapping. And we've progressed to get to the point where we're, we're at today. We're not the fastest car. We're not where we need to be. But it does feel like we're now in the race with the front pack. We saw that in Mexico. Yeah. Challenging for a race win. We saw it not in the U.S. Grand Prix, but what was the one before the... U.S. too? Yeah, so they were challenging in U.S. In Japan, I guess. Mm -hmm. they, were, they were also challenging. Total Wolf also stated that they felt that they lost... Hold on, let me make sure I get that right. Mercedes lost 8 to 10 months of development curing the 22, 2022 car problem. Uh, we're playing the long game here. All of us, both drivers are playing the long game. The team game, the judge around the team, the judge around the team of performance is not based on a single year or weekend. It's how we have been able to win championships over the long term. He's saying that they'll carry over some of the sweetness in this year's car, and we've maybe lost eight to ten months in terms of development because we couldn't figure out what was wrong, and it's going to be a challenge to kind of catch back up to where they are. So, does Mercedes finish top two next year? Yes, sir. No. They're winning next year. It'll be a fight between them and Ferrari for second and third. But it's not a guarantee they're going to finish top two. Hmm. Uh, I still say they'll... Look at what they did this year with a crappy car and they're almost... They're neck to neck with Ferrari. They're, it's only different like a 40 points. Ferrari stopped developing their car a while ago. Right. So that's where I think that they have the advantage. Total have just said they had lost eight to ten months. And that that's not just this year's car. That's next year's car. Mm -hmm, well, mm -hmm. so that they're already playing catch up to the next year Ferrari and the next year Red Bull. They should just breach the cost cap, to be honest. And and you get small fun. Yeah. Small fun. And small fun. <laughs> and get an, an agreement. And that's it. The yeah. ABA. Make Mercedes great again, right? Yep. No, man. Uh, the Ferrari stopped developing their car in the summer break. They already knew they weren't going to win the championship. So they just stopped developing their car, this year's car, to focus on next year's car. They were so far ahead. No, no, yeah, I understand that, but isn't that what Mercedes is doing too? They're no, because they're so far behind. They need to do. They remember a lot of the stuff that a lot of the changes that they make in this year's car is going to carry over the next year. Yeah, yeah. This year's car was slow, bro. The only reason, the only way they're quick, is when they put maximum downforce on that car. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So. That's why they were so quick in Mexico. Because it's thin air, everybody puts maximum downforce. You know, that's the only time that car runs good. 
So uh, hmm. there was also an article on F1.com, Formula1.com, stating that there is, Wolf can pinpoint one singular decision that led to a lot of their issues. He wouldn't say exactly what it was, but it says in the article, pushed on what decision that was, Wolf pointed to the car's floor and ride height saying, we thought we could run on the deck, but you can't. So it's little hamster steps, and as long as the trajectory is going up, even with little backlashes, I think we're on a good path. So think about That's what crazy. he just said. The car's floor and the ride height, that's what the art of the author is suggesting. And he was saying that he could run on the deck. So what would that lead to is porpoising, right? Mm -hmm. Because your car is low to the ground. They just didn't have the correct floor design. Makes sense. Now, all of a sudden, between regulations and just experimentation throughout the year, remember, they did not have as much uh, air, air tunnel, wind tunnel time as uh, other teams to be able to help figure this mm -hmm. out. So... And All the money, stuff, yeah, and the restriction of the money. The the issue I they think, stuck to the cost cap. Yeah. yeah, they stuck to the, they follow the rules. From what I've been reading, the, they're pinpointing that the issue might be with the Mercedes suspension. So maybe that's what they got to. That's why they just can't fix it this year. That's a big task to to undertake to do it in one year. So maybe next year they'll be yeah, able but, to fix that. So I get what you're saying, but like they are so draggy on the fast tracks i find it hard to believe that it would be down to the suspension well it could be a big part of it that's what i'm saying i mean they're 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 that's it's tough to even pinpoint but uh, i don't know uh, the, this the car it's not one thing that you can always point to because everything is connected right the mm -hmm. airflow goes through the car and, and this is but I don't know what it is, but it seems like they're getting on top of it. And we'll see how they come out next year. But they're a good team. And if they know what's wrong with it, they're going to fix it. They always do. So obviously, a lot of decisions also you know, come down to money. And this is one of the things that the challenges that the cost cap brings. Because mm -hmm. if they would have had unlimited cash flow kind of to spend, they would have probably worked They probably would have fixed it already. <laughs> So, you know, having a, a set of rules for people to follow, mm -hmm. this it brings challenges like this where you just can't just open a checkbook and or go on the wind tunnel for as much time as you want to be able to get all this thing done right away. Yeah. It, this also shows how a top team could get could have it on paper as right and be all wrong. Yeah, I mean, but th that's okay. That's That's what makes it interesting. <laughs> exactly. That's, 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 <laughs> that's, that's only why I said I mean, that. <laughs> That, that's okay. To, that's that, that's okay with me. I think they'll be they'll be better in this year next year for sure. And Ferrari better watch out. If Ferrari does, Ferrari doesn't fix those little hitting issues they have and stuff like that, they're in for trouble. Yeah, I, for, Ferrari, ha, Ferrari has a lot. I think Ferrari has a lot more to figure out than Mercedes. Mercedes yeah. yeah. At least they have a good car, but I mean they they need to figure out their strategy. Reliability, Reliable. heating, yeah, I mean, muffler it's, issues. It's they have a lot, lot, gas pedal issues. Ruben keeps piling on. He's loving it. So, <laughs> I mean, Ruben gonna be enemies. <laughs> I, I would say that you guys probably already are. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we spoke about Lando Norris earlier in this uh, episode. It's come out. That apparently prior to so Lando Norris signed a deal with McLaren in February, this past February of 2022, mm -hmm. to extend his contract out through the 2025 season, 
But apparently Red Bull had been uh, trying to get in there, trying to make sure, trying to see if they could steal Lando Norris trying away. Into the DMs? Trying to, yeah, they slid into, into the, the DMs. DMs yeah, <laughs> hit so me up. They're trying to. They were trying to see if they could steal him away from. What you do? McLaren. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you up? Are yep. you up? <laughs> you, guys are, you guys are children. <laughs> children. So, what do you guys think of Lando? So. Look, uh, first blush, it's like you have to go after the best talent on the grid. And yeah. Lando has shown himself to be an incredible talent. Sure. And uh, I think um, I mean, were they looking? Um, it seems like they were looking at him before they even signed Shaco. So I think they just needed somebody with experience, preferably younger, obviously. Oh, before they extended Checo, which they did after Miami, um, something like that. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, uh, you're going to have you're gonna have to get... I don't see nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. You, you, you look for the best drivers. You look for the best young talent, obviously. Um, you want you know that you already have Max Verstappen. You just need somebody else. Dude, that would be like World War Three. Yeah, I mean it would be World War Three, but that's just the way the Red Bull program works, and it'll show you exactly what Norris is made of. To be honest with you, um, it would have been great. <laughs> no, it's like training a a, a person that's out of contract, person yeah. that's a free it, agent. It, it would it's be like, perfect because wrong. you have somebody, you have a young driver who is a proven point scorer, who can win you the Constructors' Championship as a second. Why wouldn't you go after Yeah. So you do, you know, like my friend Wells likes to do a lot of spreadsheets. You do a spreadsheet with all the current drivers, and when the, when the contract expires, and then you put the F2 guys, and then your junior program and stuff like that, and you're like, wait a minute, have we spoken to Lando yet? Oh, let's hit him up. Why? We spoke to him when he was in F2, because we have the spreadsheet telling all the years and stuff mm-hmm. like that. <laughs> I love in spreadsheets. So it's just, it's just a matter of, Talking to a, and a, a availability. And, I, and I'll tell you what, if uh, if Ricardo would have worked out at McLaren, Lando might have, might have been somewhere, looking somewhere else. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Max Verstappen, 25. Lando Norris, 22. How crazy would it have been to, with a winning car, potential for a winning car, have those two guys locked? It would be like. That'd be like. Senna uh, and Prost. I'm knocking on the table here. Ooh, that's a big oh. jump, though. Well, yeah, I mean, I would say so more young. like Lewis Hamilton and Nico Rosberg okay. when they first started at Mercedes. Okay, but Senna and Prost are talking about two all-time greats. I mean, I don't think. I mean, Max is definitely an all-time great, or on his way to be an all-time great, depending how many wins and championships he get. But Lando Norris still has to prove himself at a top team. I think he's proven himself. I think he has at a top he's team. A- you're right. Not a top team. Yeah. Out of the it's, current top team. It's a di- it's a different story. For example, we all look at Checo, and Checo's a great driver, but he's not a number one. Bottas is not a number one. Yeah. Ricardo's not a number one. Ricardo's definitely a number two. Yeah. Meaning you can flush him. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Damn. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, Hector. <laughs> yep. Snoopy. <laughs> no, but apparently. But uh, I'm, what I'm saying, like, there's a lot of drivers that you think can take the number one spot. But I mean, Orlando could definitely be the a number one spot at, at a midfield team, just like Bottas is. Yeah. yeah. But you put him in a top team. 
Checo could be a number one at a midfield team. Put him in a top team. What happens? Hmm. Because now, now you're going up. Now you're going up for, you know, you're going against the best of the best as far as your driver teammate. And you're fighting for a championship. That is the real test. Over there, it's you're fighting against champions and future champions. Exactly. That's the real test, man. And the top teams right now are Mercedes, Ferrari, and Red Bull. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Speaking of Ferrari, old Ferrari driver, Sebastian Vettel has revealed in a unique opportunity for, for, for fans to get involved in his farewell to F1 later this month with photograph slots on his German helmet up for grabs thanks to a charity auction. So he... Uh, on his helmet, he's going to have photograph slots, a hundred of them, that'll be up for auction to whoever the highest bidders are for those photograph slots. A hundred percent of the proceeds will go to a good cause and a project close to his heart. That's uh, Sebastian Vettel. In his latter years in the sport, Vettel has embraced environmental and social causes more and more. He's an active supporter of LGBTQ rights and has spoken out about climate change, equality, and wildlife issues over the past few years. Kind of leaves little doubt that it would be about climate issues because that's kind of really been his thing this year mm-hmm. uh what do you guys think of that and I, I don't know what do you guys think of that you guys go first i like it just like typical better thing to do I, obviously it's, i haven't seen you know selling the spots but if you if it's all for charity it's dope mm-hmm. what? i don't play devil's advocate here no where's, no where's the money coming from so what where's the money coming from well, it's supposed to be given to charity. It's yeah. supposed to be given to charity, but but whoever's buying it, whoever's whoever's giving, like I want a picture on a. You could be the worst person in the world, right? Worst polluter in the world. I want a picture on that helmet. Correct. And we all seen people with money. Correct. What they can just do. thumb. <laughs> so that this is what thing. Yo, just put this. Put, put the, the thumb on the scale. On the scale. Yeah. And be like, yo, I own your alkali. And I'm one of the biggest. <laughs> and they keep <laughs> yeah. picture. Yo, I own your alkali, and I make fertilizer, and it's bad for the environment. But I'm gonna put a picture of my son in there. Yeah, the money As coming a big from. Big fu to Haas. No, I'm kidding. Wow. Where's the money coming from? That is what you have to worry about. It's a, it, listen. It's a good cause. I'm just playing devil's advocate. And no, and I. That's where I was going to. Yeah. I agree in that. Say I'm Haas, and I need to raise some money. Okay. Both drivers, if you're a corporation, you can have your logo on their helmet. And guess what? The one on the top gets seen on TV all the time mm-hmm. based on the – and it's like, dude, okay. I, I get it, and it's a good idea, and it's a good cause. But it, I feel like it just kind of opens Pandora's box to shenanigans. Where is the money coming from? We we saw we saw this. You guys took it way further than I did. <laughs> but this is where people no, – no, But, this, yeah. is where, but yeah. this is what happens, right? Because look – that. Uh, and I'm gonna. It's a quick sidebar, but look at the whole Kyrie Irving thing where he's being Here labeled anti-Semitic, right? He gave, I think, yeah, <laughs> flat earther. I don't know if it was fifty thousand or five hundred thousand dollars to the ADL, which is the Anti-Defamation League. Okay. He doubled down on his comments that he was not gonna apologize for anything that he said or anything that he posted. Mm-hmm. The Anti-Defamation League said, "No, we're not taking your money." Then what? Yes. And he got suspended for five games. Again, where's the money coming from? If you are taking money, as Sebastian Beto is taking money to give to these causes, is that money tainted? 
by what these causes deem, you know, uh, no, I don't know. I don't know what the word is, but like, you know, persona non grata, you know, that's what I'm saying. Or it's a way to wash money. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ruben's familiar with washing. Wow. Hey. Washing stuff. What hey. are you talking about? He's in the linen business. Hey. Come on, guys. Jeez. Jeez. Hey. He's taking my comments out of, out of wow. uh, Of course. Context. Yeah. I didn't even let you finish. Yeah. Wow. All right. So. <laughs> yeah. With that said, race part review, starting with trivia. Brazilian Grand Prix. Dun, 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 dun. That <laughs> has to be a drop next season. <laughs> All right, so I got an easy one. The thing is, an easy one. Uh, name the driver in 2008 that Lewis overtook for fifth place to win the driver's championship. Timo Glock. Yeah, that was easy. You'll get no applause for that. It was too easy. Is that Glock? Yeah. Can you name the two drivers to score the first podium in the 2019 Brazilian Grand Prix? The two drivers to score the first podium in the 2019 Brazilian Grand Prix. Well, there was two podiums. Yeah, it was Alex. There was Alban. two drivers scoring their first. Podium. Oh, the first. Podium. Alex Albon. Okay. Is that one of them? <sighs> 2019. Try to guess a second. Esteban Ocon. Diablo. Is that when he crashed with the? Oh, yeah. That was the day. That was that day. That right? was the day that the album day. crashed. Yes, with Lewis. And also, did Ocon also crash with Max that day too? Yes, when he was being lapped. Are we sure it was the same race? Maybe. No. I don't know. Twenty nineteen. He was not on the grid. First, was he? Okay, so maybe. So twenty nineteen, maybe Lando Norris. Nope. Pierre oh. Gasly and Carlos Sainz. Damn, I should have went the other way then. Okay. Carlos oh, Sainz got the podium yes. when when uh, oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah when yeah. Lewis got demoted from yeah mm-hmm. because he hit it he hit he hit Albon Albon yeah. and he got a, he got like a ten second Albon was gonna win that race. How sad was that? That changed the course of his career for real, bro. This is gonna be a little tougher, but you could be, can you name the driver in the current grid to have scored the most podiums in Brazil? Mm. On the current grid, that's scored the most podiums in Brazil. Has to be. It has to be Fernando Alonso. Oh, yeah. Has to be. It has to be either Fernando or yeah, Lewis Hamilton. Hamilton. Yeah. Why could it be better? No. That's all I got for, for, for wow. trivia. Wow. Okay. That's it. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Why? No history. Yeah, I got history. Okay, let's do that. Uh, Ruben, what was the first year? Here we go. Oh, what was the only uh-huh. year that uh, Ayrton Senna won the Brazilian Grand Prix? 1989? I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I looked that up right now. <laughs> no, but go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's already looking for the answer to it. So, Brazil in history. Uh, Brazil has been in Formula One for over 40 years. Interlago was originally built in 1940, but uh, it came up. It came into Formula One in 1973. Uh, has a, a different name, but it's known for Interlagos. The name is Jose Carlos Pasio Pace. Uh, he was a local Sao Paulo who won his only F1 race here at this track. Wow. But the popular name is still Interlagos. Uh, by the 1970s, it was removed from the F1 calendar due to safety concerns with bumpy roads and lack of barriers. From 1978 to 89, the Brazilian Grand Prix was held in Rio de Janeiro on a track named 
Jacarapagua, something like that. I don't know. I, didn't, I know I butchered that for sure. Jacarapagua. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, in 1990, it returned to a safer and now shorter Interlagos. Now it's a 4.2 kilometer, and it's been on the calendar since then, giving us lots of memory, memorable race, and rainy moments. Uh, highlights, like I mentioned earlier, Gasly and Sainz first podium in 2019. Uh, 2019, Max win was the first by Honda since 1991, when it was with a McLaren. Max again in 2016, showing that he can he can be considered king of the rain when he we won that. That race, and he was one of the longest, also Brazilian Grand Prix due to the rain. Uh, five Brazilians have won at their home soil: Filipaldi, Piquet, Senna, Felipe Massa, and Carlos, the guy named Carlos Passer. How is there no Brazilian driver right now? This is crazy. That's that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, Senna also has been a member of winning, just like you know, like I mentioned earlier. We also the one that he um, he won with only one gear. Wait, Senna has been a what? A no, he has memorable, you know, multiple oh. memor- memorable wins in this track. I was asking this question. You know the year it was or no? That, that he won? Yeah. That he won what? But you said that he the won the Brazilian, Brazilian Grand Prix. I said 89. No. It was not 89. You just... You just no, no, but I'm talking about right that now. he won the race uh-huh. with only one gear. Yeah. That he only had six gear. But that's uh, the race you remember into? That's th- the same race. Okay. What year was that? 1991. Thank you. Okay, yes. can we move forward? <laughs> 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 and obviously, we cannot forget 08. I just mentioned one of the trivia questions, but it was when the motions went to the roof when Felipe Massa thought he had won the race. Only to oh, be. Oh, dude, that sucks. Yeah. Uh, most win, wins by drivers <laughs> <Okay>. is. <laughs> if, you, if you guys see the video. He thought he won the championship. He thought he won the championship. In Brazil, he, he did oh win the my race. God. He did win the race, yeah, he but he thought he won the championship. Oh, my God. And obviously, you see the, the whole Ferrari pattern, including the Massa. Uh, family jumping all over the place and everything just came down when I guess they heard a scream from McLaren or somebody told them hey we, we lost when they heard Nicole Scherzinger well screaming. they didn't think that Lewis was gonna overtake Timo Glock yep at the last at the last at the last lap. corner yeah. at the last corner damn that's insane bro most win by drivers Alan Prost was six followed by a two which I with Schumacher and another gentleman called Carlos Rodham with four apiece. Most win by construction, McLaren with 12, followed by Ferrari with 11. Wow. And third place is Williams with six. Uh, most win by engine manufacturers, Ferrari with 11, followed by Renault with 10, and third place for four with nine. What did I miss? Well, so what do you got? Is that Glock? Is that Glock? So what's at stake here, guys? You guys both seem to have forgotten. It's also a sprint race weekend. Mm. Ooh. You guys have forgotten. Anyway. Mercedes is down 40 points to Ferrari. So each so if you get first and second, that's 43 points. If you get the fastest lap, first and second, that's 44. So there's a potential, you know, without if DNS, whatever, if everybody gets lucky, you can make up 44 points. Here, it would mm-hmm. be 54 points. Like if or even more, 54. Uh, 63 points like if everybody else DNFs and then your two cars <laughs> get first put, first and second in the uh, sprint race and then you guys win first and second and fastest lap so there's still a lot of points up for grab there's 100 if I do the math right 107 maximum points to be able to get from sprint race Brazilian Grand Prix and the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix 40 point all that to say there's a 40 point difference between Ferrari and Mercedes does Mercedes do it and overcome it that forty point difference. I'm still hoping for them to overcome Ferrari. Yes. I don't think so. Make Ferrari regret. I mean, Ferrari would have to like DNF. Ruben, you hope, and do you think it'll happen? 
It will happen. Well, it's not going to happen. Okay. So. <laughs> and also, it could be also uh, McLaren Cobra team. Oh, I'll ping. My bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Congratulations. You played yourself. Alpine, Alpine leads McLaren. Alpine leads McLaren by seven points, 153 to 146. Like we just talked about, there is a ton of points available. Who finishes ahead there? 153 Alpine, 146 McLaren. Who finishes ahead there? I say Alpine. I'll say Alpine, but if we judge it from the results of Mexico, <laughs> McLaren. I'll tell you what, but the only right? reason that McLaren's in it is because Alpine's been super unreliable. Yes. So that could rear its ugly head, especially at the end of the season where you can't really be changed doing engine swaps. And it's a midfield fight, so every point counts. I don't think this is not the type of race that the Alpine car is good at. Mm hmm. So we'll see how well this Alpine, uh, the McLaren car, could counter. Well, they're not good at both of the tracks upcoming. So correct. Mm-hmm. So we'll, uh, there might be a little better. They might at be Abu better Dabu. suited at no. They might be a little bit better suited at here in Interlagos. Alpine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So with the because they're you know it's, it's a flowy track. They have so been because terrific because there. Alonso blew the engine in Mexico, is he coming down with an engine penalty for this track? Mm. They haven't released all that information. Mm, interesting. Well, we'll find out this weekend. And, you, look. <laughs> and yeah. that might be a you know, if it won't affect them that much for the sprint race, I don't think. That's funny it? because it? we I thought this race was over. Yeah, we thought McLaren was thought way ahead. Anyway, the next one is interesting. Alfa Romeo, Aston Martin. 53 points to 49 points. Alfa Romeo is ahead of Aston Martin, who has been charging up the charts the last couple of races. And you know what? I'm going to have to... Oh, man. I think we should throw, just kind of throw them in there. 30, okay, so Alfa Romeo has 53 points. Aston Martin has 49 points. Haas has 36 points. And Alfa Tari has 35 points. We don't think that they're going to overtake... The 53-point uh, Alfa Romeo, correct? No. The bottom two? No, absolutely not. That's not going to happen. Two little points up for grabs. Okay, so out of the top two, field. Alfa Romeo and Aston Martin. I think Aston Martin's going to ro- walk away with this. I think uh, I think Botas needs to start mooning people. <laughs> Aston Martin, I'm sorry, Alfa Romeo has scored exactly two points since Canada. The typical Alfa Romeo... They suck at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. They start off so well and they just fall yeah. off. They literally fall off the table. It's like they don't do anything else to the car. Like, okay, we start with this car. We're going to be good, but that's it. Yeah. They don't develop well. But, I, yeah. Damn, that's crazy how Astomaro was the slowest car at the beginning of the season. Look at where we're at. Williams, back where they So, I'm definitely thinking Astomaro's passing off our mail. Yeah. yeah, and you know what? Considering where they come from, six is not so bad. Uh, biggest disappointment on the grid, AlphaTauri versus Haas. AlphaTauri's down a point to Haas. Do they finish ahead? Ahead of Haas? Yeah. No. No? No. I mean, Kevin Magnussen is also a, a rocket in that car. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Is he? He hasn't been lately. No, no, but compared to where the, the team is coming from. <laughs> so the AlphaTauri car sucks. So we talked. We Dude, talked about. Bad, we talked about Alpha Romeo. Alpha, I'm sorry. Haas has scored exactly two points 
which was in the USA since Austria. Jeez. That's ugly, <laughs> dog. Ugly. And I'll tell you what, Alpha Tori has in the last. They haven't see. scored a lot, but they've scored. They've, some. But the, that's the thing. They have point finishes in the last. Out of the si- last six races, they have. They've scored points in four. So if I were to tell you, you got to pick one driver to bet on. And I'm going to tell you, it's Mick Schumacher, Kevin Magnuson, Pierre Gasly, and Yuki Tsunoda. Who are you betting on out of those Pierre four? Pierre Gasly. Right. I think and has to Pierre Gasly is the one scoring the points. Look, again, in the last six races, AlphaTauri has scored points in four of them, Haas in one of them. Yes. So. And it's only one driver doing it. So you have Kevin Mann. It's basically Kevin Magnussen yeah. versus Pierre Gasly. <laughs> that's <laughs> like basically it's, what it is. Just like it's Lando Norris versus the world with Ricardo. Yeah, exactly. Since Ricardo is so, Listen. To me, I thought it's been like the biggest disappointment of the whole season. Of, you know, it's a For sure. Because they sure. were doing so well last year. For sure. It's not like Nico Rosberg. Okay, so predictions. <laughs> Where do you guys think the sprint race will finish up? Ooh. Think, give me top three, right? And then who's gonna finish best of the rest? What driver is gonna finish best of the rest, and why? And so, rest is outside of Mercedes, Ferrari, and, and uh, Red Bull on the sprint. Mm-hmm. What? I'll Two. go first. I'll say it'll be Max, mm-hmm. Charles Leclerc. Carlos Sainz. Mm-hmm. Best of the rest, Lando Norris. Whoa. In the spring. In the spring. I agree with you on the max. Oh, well, yeah, that one's easy. And I agree with you and Charles Leclerc as well. Cause they, okay, the, the two easiest ones here. No, because Thanks they agree. No, because the spring race is like, um, like a, a qualifying on steroids, so they're able to do that quick. But third place, Carlos Sainz? Yeah. I give it to Checo Paris better. Yeah. <laughs> Checo Paris better. Best of the rest? Carlos Sainz. He's not best of the rest. Best He's of the, the rest as well. Like oh, my bad. Yeah. So best of the rest? Yeah, Lando Norris. Who else? <laughs> there's nobody oh, else. Back there's there. Fernando Alonso. There's Esteban Ocon. Daniel Ricciardo. Yeah, and Ricciardo's it's just flowing through. Sebastian Vettel. Right, let's just, just to go different than you. I'll go with Fernando Alonso. Even my, though he's had horrible luck all year. My top three is same as Rubens. Be Max, Leclerc, and Chaco. Okay. Best of the rest? Hmm. That's interesting. I say Sebastian Vettel. Wow. Congratulations. <laughs> yes, you played yourself. He's dr- he's been driving. Really he's been well. driving really well. Yeah. I agree. And the strategy calls that they've been making have been top tier. Yeah. So. Qualifying, I'm gonna say Max Verstappen. I don't know if there's really any other choice there. Yeah. Well, it could be Charlie. Because the qualifying is for the spring, and then spring yes. is. Mm-hmm. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah, it'll be that. It would Max Verstappen, Charles Leclerc, and I'll put Carlos Sainz in. On the qualifying. I think, uh, yeah, he's been blowing up qualifying. I think that uh, the two Mercedes get the other two podium positions, though. So I think first place will be Max and then... On the actual race. Yes, and then Lewis and then George. Ooh. Damn. What makes you think that? I think that they are continuing to improve. I think that they will have 
better. So they they screwed up their strategy call mm-hmm. last time, last week. I think that they'll continue to push the envelope. They're in a position now where they're like Red Bull a couple of years ago, where they have to push the other teams to do different things. Mm-hmm. It's an unfamiliar place for them and their drivers, and it kind of screwed them last time out uh, in Mexico. So I think that this time they'll do a similar gamble and they'll do they'll execute it a little bit better. Mercedes traditionally is not good on those uh, aggressive strategy calls. Right. Because they've been they running don't have ahead to, most Right, they don't time. have to do it. So I don't... Nah. That was a great point with it. Yeah, like, but I Rebel used to know. be. I, I, I think that Max obviously wins it. Leclerc second. Um, Leclerc second. Yeah, Leclerc second, Sainz third. Nah. I don't think that Mercedes is not going to be anywhere near the podium this year. So they are. You don't think that they're not. They're not. So you don't think that they're not. That means that they are. <laughs> Thanks, Yancy. I don't think they are going to be anywhere near the podium. In this year, Brazil? No. Gotcha. Don't think so. I think that Mexico was a one-off. Even though they did well in the U.S. also. but Yeah. I would say Max to win. I would see that Max. This is like... Can gamble, can gamble against him right now. <laughs> <laughs> so Max to win, I would say Hamilton second. Hmm. And Leclerc third. Hmm. If Ferrari doesn't do anything. If Ferrari doesn't do Ferrari things. And I would say also fourth would be George Russell fifth, Paris. Wow, Carlos Sainz six. Okay. Uh, guys, anything else? Yeah, who wins second place in the driver's championship? Five points between Paris and Leclerc. 280 to 275. I think Paris. You think Paris? Yeah. You know who I'm. Yeah, yeah. And I was going to say the same guy, too. Yeah, Leclerc. Five points. Who wins the uh, teammate battle between Lewis Hamilton and George? Ooh. Yeah, that's close. I mean... Not that close. It's fifteen points. Yeah, I say that with close. the with the with the Hamilton is down fifteen. Yeah, Hamilton's I will say down fifteen. The, but then I mean, that car is super reliable. I don't see anybody DNFing there. Yeah, right, no. so it's down a pure skill. Mm-hmm. I say Lewis Hamilton takes it. He's gonna make up the fifteen, 15 points. Fifteen points. Yeah, yeah. In two races mm-hmm. and a sprint race. Mm. It'd be, it'd be That's the difference between like two seconds and a third, and and the sprint race result. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a tough task. George, Georgie's, Georgie's driving well this season. We'll see. No doubt about that, but yeah. he won't get pulled in this week. All right, guys. At Jump to Start F1 on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure to follow us, like, subscribe to all of our content. Make sure to leave a review. Jump to Start F1 podcast on your favorite podcast platform. That's the way we're found. Make sure to tell a friend to tell a friend that we are around. It's race week. Yes, sir. And uh, we will discuss with you guys the Brazilian Grand Prix when we get back next week. Peace. Ciao. Ciao.